Hey, Tucker. Hey, Todd. This part's going to be pre-recorded, so act professional, okay? I'll do my best. This is the Tucker and Toddcast, a podcast in which we write adventure stories for our YouTube sketch show. I'm Tucker. And I'm Todd. Okay, now we can get on to the show. Hooray! <sighs> Confetti. Uh, no, I think the risking of, of life is not how you live, it's how you, that's how you die. In the risking itself? Uh, very often. I guess so. So we decided last week that our open for this week would actually be the boys in the tomb getting the golden glow on their faces from the Marcellus Wallace briefcase. Did we say that that's how it would open? I didn't even remember. I remember that ending. Yep, we decided that it would pick up right from where that left off. I with need them kind of turning around and going, whoa. Our big list of what's happening next. Yeah, I uh, I listened to last week's cast today. We don't really have any list of what's happening next for them. But if it's opening, did we discuss last week what we'd want to do with it opening on them? Well, they're going to have to try to get this thing. Because it's a save file image, right? Is that what we decided? Yeah, it's like it's, a floating icon. Yeah, it's a floating come and walk into me icon. But the joke's on them because walking into it just causes them to bonk into it. it they can't actually magically collect it by... So just is that making physical contact with it? Is that the first scene then is them trying all their uh, all the p- possibilities they can come up with with what kind of interaction they're supposed to do in order to make it work? Yeah, they uh, they start with the standard video game trope of just walk into it and you'll collect it. That doesn't work. It, it's got a slow spin on it and all it does is knock Tucker over. They try to do like a secret handshake with it. Try touching it, just poking it. Yeah. Well, of course, try... you you, ha- you have to escalate as you go. Oh, yeah. Eventually, you try smacking it because sometimes you have, it, like Minecraft, you have to break a thing before you can pick it up. They're doing a hula dance with the costumes from uh, the end of Lion King. Oh, they're trying to collect it through, it through dance. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, they're going to figure out that it follows the briefcase. The briefcase? Oh, the briefcase that it's in. Yeah, oh, it's so floating over. It's it's floating over an open briefcase, so they they can either carry the briefcase while it's open for some reason, or they can close it, and that thing will kind of just like shrink back down into it. I was gonna say, is it something? Is this a good opportunity for the the bunny suit? But maybe, yeah. If the 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 suitcase is an easy solve, that's actually that's a actually a good misdirect. If the jokes are, we try everything. And then the the solution is to just grab the the container that's under it, and then the bunny suit can be a a, a later thing. Because <clears throat> it's been Man. a while since we've used the bunny suit, I think. Yeah, I don't know if it's even going to survive the restore. That's scary to think. Is it? I mean, do we use it enough for us to miss it? I mean, as a concept, I would miss it. Do Do you think that it needs to be reimagined in the restore? Well, the restore isn't going to be perfect, so s- plenty of things will be able to persist but easy access to the outside will not our our time travel door is going to disappear easy but what does that have to do with the bunny suit the bunny suit is very clearly a product of the outside just look at that thing i can't even remember i know i feel like that we did an episode to come up with the origin but i can't remember if we actually did an origin of it didn't we i no, it doesn't really have an origin but it's it's a suit full with pockets full of plot contrivances that come out of nowhere well, you say that now it has no it has no origin. I feel like I'm going to go back and listen to the origin episode and it will have an origin. OK, well, if you find one, you let me know. OK, but uh, 
it may simply be temporarily deactivated to just be a dumb bunny suit. So you're basically saying you don't you want to get rid of it? No, I'm saying that the restore point continuity wise is going to kill a lot of access to outside stuff, at least for. Okay, so 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 when you say access, so the entire time that you've been saying access to outside stuff, I've been envisioning access to the outside. You're saying things that contain properties of the outside will no longer be functional. A lot of them, yes. That's why the restore point would destroy the the wet ass Pacific. Not only would like breaches to the outside disappear, but stuff that has outside stuff in it would possibly be negated, sent back to the outside, or rendered inert. Okay, I guess I follow that. Hmm. Doesn't that, so what doesn't are, what necessarily the, mean permanently? What? Yeah. So what are the rules for that then? What? How is there anything that determines whether something is ruled simply inert, like whether it's like a it's like a rapture thing or whatever, right? The body disappears, but the clothes don't. So why do? So some things will simply cease to exist, while some things will become like inert. How yeah. is that determined? Uh, probably by where its actual origin is, like a bunny suit that came from real space, but wound up getting full of outside juice, ah, would just juice become a bunny suit. It. I get it. Yeah. It's dra- I get it. It's, 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 it's Hercules becomes mortal. The yes. god is drained out of him. Okay. Dan becomes a teddy bear. Oh no, that's I didn't even think of that, but that's intriguing. Anybody Actually, anybody anybody who's inside of the outside when the restore happens is safe. It only yeah. affects real space. Oh, I was going to propose the reason I brought that Ozark thing up was I was going to propose do you think it's interesting to uh permanently kill off any characters at any point? Maybe not necessarily now, but sometimes Yes. Have a, sometimes have a, it's have the, a dramatic moment. Sometimes it's the correct thing to do dramatically to really lend weight to a, a situation. Because if there are never any consequences, then nothing really matters. Yeah. So you can when, use it to uh, add a lot of severity, seriousness, importance to a situation. The, hmm. So maybe we should start just to, to pin this in the back of our mind. Sorry, this is just a distraction, but it's something I've been considering. In the back of our mind, pin the idea of maybe developing a character a little bit more so that there is actually some sort of emotional resonance when we decide to turf them. Oh, yeah. That's something to think about as we go through season five is doing a, a character study. Maybe Play-Doh. <laughs> especially, especially as everybody stares longingly at this stuffed bear, but they don't know why they feel so strongly about it. Oh, man, you want to permanently kill off Stan? Or just toy with the emotions of who knows he could be restored. Yeah, if if everybody makes it back to real space when the out when the restore point happens, like if for instance, otherwise Stan will be stranded in the outside. Right. And we've already done the stranded in the outside season. So is our goal then for the end of this to be? Do we want the so we want nobody from our crew stranded in the outside? Everybody's on the other side. Yeah, I think everybody needs to come back to real space. And also, it it's it warrants saying that the restore isn't perfect. There's lots of leftover bits that don't quite get correctly cleaned up by it. That's why we have that facility full of outside entities and stuff. And that's also why we have it. So, yeah, I was going to say that's why we have our buddy cops to go hunt them down. Oh, yeah. I suppose if they stay together, then corralling those things is going to become their full-time job. Yeah, because I hadn't thought, I hadn't been thinking about this at all until you had said he needs, well, how did you phrase this? Bridges must choose whether or not to protect Columbo from the restore. 
Yeah, is Columbo's an outside thing, so. that's Oh, that's right. It is an outside thing. But we have also determined that Bazelbub and Bridges have the power to, you know, kind of conceal them from the Restore, protect them from it. Yeah. And Bazelbub plans to do that with the wet-ass Pacific because then he has a super weapon. Would Bazelbub... So these are now things that I haven't considered at all that I have so many questions about. Bazelbub, would he try to control Columbo? I don't know. Bazelbub doesn't have a relationship with Columbo. And Bridges is uh, benign to benevolent, so he probably just... It, it'll depend on whether they've successfully bonded during their buddy cop adventure. Otherwise, Bridges will just let Columbo get winked. Is it? Would it be worth doing a, in the same way that Stan just becomes a teddy bear? Would it be worth doing a Columbo becomes like Peter Falk? Like he just becomes a guy. <laughs> he just becomes Peter Falk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's way funnier than him disappearing. He's just like, oh, what? And, and so, one I mean, more thing. <laughs> oh well. So here's here's what's funny. Okay, actually, look, maybe this isn't funny, but it just appears <laughs> to me is hilarious. He has Horcruxes. He made Horcruxes. So even though uh, he got turned back into Peter Falk, he has shards of himself littered across the world. Uh, that if they can recover all the pieces, then he can recover his his uh, elder him, soul. He can recover himself. Yeah, he can recover himself. And uh, but each time they find one, there's always one more thing. (laughs) I I like that, too, that rather than get sent back, he's been in real space long enough that he actually just kind of gets broken apart and scattered. Yeah. And I think I would want to put a little bit more of a twist on it than just simply a Horcrux, like a piece of a soul in an item. I kind of want to do something a little bit, I don't know, goofier, higher concept. I don't I don't just want to steal the concept. Each one is him. All of him. He doesn't have to collect all of them. He just has to make contact with one of them. Uh, with Columbo's? Yeah. Oh, that's Peter Falk just has to make contact with one of Columbo's pieces to become Columbo once again. <sighs> Haven't we done <laughs> Haven't we didn't we do that with somebody else before? <laughs> uh I think so. We've broken several people. Multiple people have had to meet. I think it was a famous person. Actually, oh yeah, that was how the McConaughey came about. The hive mind of McConaughey's was all these different characters that McConaughey has played, and then they had they were going around one. They were taking each other out because it was a Highlander situation. Yes, and we also broke Elrond apart, and he That's had to true. reassemble himself. And I, I think, think, you, pa- I, think... I think Paperboy had to reassemble himself. Yeah, many people get get broken apart. That's funny. Yeah. It, that's our standard fare for outside people. Should we should we do something different then? <laughs> yeah, I think rather than uh, banish or obliterate Columbo, I think uh, it it's simply suppressed for a time. He oh, just, oh, he, he has he no gets, memory of it. He goes to the sunken place. He gets locked inside himself. Oh, he he goes to for an adventure where Craig did. He goes to an adventure where Craig did, like inside do Craig. You, no, do you remember when Craig was locked inside himself and had to figure himself out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so this is is a magic school bus. He's like inside Columbo. Yeah, Columbo is just like inside of his own psyche. Rather rather than uh, that's where his Horcrux is. He's actually created a little pocket space inside of his own mind where he can protect his soul and identity and stuff. Is that his C can? Yeah. Well, that's intriguing. 
In fact, it should literally be a sea can that's just like in the middle of a white plane. Ah, I kind of like that because then we can kind of go back and forth and he can be having like some sort of no exit experience. Either he's like totally zen and like on on mental vacation or he's in some sort of like philosophical turmoil. Probably alternates between the two because he's stuck. Oh, it, it's like, uh, what's it like? Um, What's his name? Uh, Jack Sparrow when oh, yeah. he's stranded in the desert. Yeah, when he's in Davy Jones' locker and he's just got a crew of him. And then next thing... Next scene, he turns around and he's literally just him alone on the ship. Yeah, okay, so we're going to be do, doing some of that. My peanut. Oh, yep. I, I love the idea of a crowd of Columbos and they're, I want more thing, all in like echoing. Yeah, all in unison. And it's just, and then one of them, the primary one, hears that and he just kind of cringes and he's like, Do I really sound like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. He's in like all white robes. Oh, they call him the prime. Yeah. Yes, that that can happen to him. And then but before that, Columbo and Bridges are going to have to de- they're going to have to actually engage Basil Bub and his cronies in order to stop them from protecting the wet ass Pacific from the restore, especially in a world where it can't easily be sent back anymore. It needs to be right. destroyed. What was the state of that? It was in the bucket. Did we say where the Gundam thing went with the went with the WAP? It's just going to take it back to Abaddon. Prime. Oh. <laughs> Abaddon Prime. That's Abaddon the space Prime station. is many things. <laughs> yeah, that's the space station. They, Abaddon, Basilbub needs it in his, kind of in his custody, more or less, in order to protect it. The WAP? Yeah. So is is his, he wants to protect it then, so his plan is to then co-opt it and control it? Yes. Okay. The devil himself wants a super weapon. And his super weapon is a giant raging water mutant. It's okay to call it a vagina. I like water mutant. Hey, baby, show me your water mutant. <laughs> the <laughs> the pussification of the American male. Yeah, that's that's part of the plan. BS prowling is the other part. And and if if you recall, we decided that the way that these angel people protect everybody else from the restore is actually by like vomiting out a sphere of white light. When but did they, that happen? We discussed it a couple of casts ago. They vomit out a a disc of white light. Yeah, they they like uh, it's like a beam that channels out of their open mouths, and then it kind of cascades into a, like a a dome, like a protective okay. dome. But they have to maintain it, so it's like Wah! it mushrooms from their from their gut. Yeah, they had the but they just like continually puke it out for the duration <laughs> of the restore. It's gross. I, I like the idea of like angelic orchestral score, like crescendoing at the same time with as, as it blends with the sound of constant hurling. Yeah, like a little choir and in the same just like in 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 uh, what's that called? Uh, harmony. Yep. And like harp and a, a big old pipe organ and then just. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the goal is for Basil Bub is to protect the WAP and his cronies from the restore, and the goal of Bridges and Columbo is to stop that from happening. Right. At the, ver- at the very least, stop the WAP from being protected. The rest of them can be dealt with on a one-by-one basis, but the WAP is too much. So are they going to have some sort of, like, tug-of-war thing where... Oh, they're going to have to get into a vomit contest? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's horrifying. Oh. 
I mean, to borrow, I, I imagine it would have had to come from somewhere else, but to borrow imagery once again from Harry Potter. Uh, do you know the scene in which they cast their, the, the uh, Voldemort and Harry do a spell and they can't, the spells get locked? Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, they get There's into like a spell tug of war looking thing. A spell tug of war. Yeah. Can, can you imagine some sort of like light and dark, holy energy, dark energy or whatever? Oh, yeah. One, the Bridges has blue and Basilbub has nasty red. Probably blue with like white flecks and motes of light and lightning. And then Basilbub has red with black stuff in it. That seems pretty evil. I suppose it was more of a push of war, wasn't it? A push of war, yes. Now I'm trying to imagine what the consequences of of that would be. Kablamo. Do we do we want one of them to win? Does the WAP absorb the double energies and become something new? Uh, it becomes Barbara Streisand. <laughs> the, the kids from South Park actually show up and show, no, that's our thing. <laughs> uh, okay. Was it I the think... whole Barbara Streisand or was it just her nose? Oh, it was the whole Barbara Streisand. She turned into a, a mechanized lizard. Right, right, right. Yeah. She turned into a Godzilla thing. It was totally fucked. Oh, actually, that I was going to say that would be actually crazy. Oh, it's a different skit. It's part of it's all part of Fantasia. It would be crazy if the 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 wet ass. Hmm. I don't know. I want to kind of go back to the beginning and actually figure out what's going. Oh, Tucker and Todd, they carry it out. Is what do we go to from there? They carry it out with a the briefcase. They carry out the briefcase. Are the crew and the doppelganger still in their little fight cloud? That is how we left. I mean, I guess that would, yeah, that's 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 a funny joke just to do. They're still doing the thing that we left them doing. Are they time. still in the fight cloud or have they set up a card table and they're actually dealing poker? Oh, that would be funny. How long have we really been in there? Have these guys gotten bored of fighting and just kind of gotten comfortable? I'm trying to think of something even like homier and more domestic than poker. Like they're having like a slumber party. Straight woman is knitting a hat for one of the doppelgangers. They're all like, yeah, like giving each other shoulder rubs all cuddled up on the couch or something. Like yeah, that. there's a there's for some reason there is now a couch and a fireplace there. It's become very domestic. One of them is on. Yeah, I was, maybe I was going to say maybe poker instead of poker. It's like a, a family board game of some kind. They're all like crowded around. They're all playing Scrabble together or something. I think maybe they're playing the board game we invented. Oh, it was a, a bundle of stats? Whatever. Yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> Just all, everything was so dark and terrible, but everybody playing it is pretending it's lots of fun and high energy. Yeah. Or, I mean, they could they could also be playing our card game. Oh, yeah. Uh, the It was, what was it? Like, almost magic. Well, there was the Tucker and Todd magic game that we kind of briefly discussed, but the one we went in depth with and actually came up with spells and whatnot was the... American Psycho card game. Oh, right. <laughs> Business <laughs> cards. <laughs> yeah. Zillion <laughs> Braille. Yeah. I remember now. You got a, a reservation at Dorcia. Yes, exactly. Well remembered. <laughs> I couldn't remember any of the line. I just uh, know that it exists. Well, that was what we were making. The, the most lethal card combination out of was just the most meme worthy parts of that film. Yeah, for sure. I think that was the most researched, the most organized bit that we've done at all. <laughs> <laughs> I made a list. That's what makes it researched. I see. Um, 
Okay, so we came, we came, we 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 come out of the room, the treasure room with the briefcase. Everybody's sitting around, and everybody's all chums now. Yeah, they've kind of gone native. They just live here now. How do they re- do react? Do they forget what they were even there for when we come has it, out? Has has time actually elapsed, or were they that bored of fighting that they've just? It's been twenty minutes, and they've somehow already turned this into a domestic situation. Hmm. I'm also trying to think because outside. We have the specialists were taking care of some sort of rabble crowd. Would that all be over? Oh, yeah. Grotesque levels of violence. Let's just assume that the crowd is unlimited in number and the specialists have unlimited energy and will to fight. Oh, we come out and they're piling up like World War Z or whatever. Yeah. And they're they're still ongoing and it's still an absolute horror show. (laughs) And I think... Almost immediately, once again, Milo gets the top of somebody's severed head on top of his head. Does does he get it on top of his head, or is he a seasoned professional now and he blocks it just in time? Nah, it's funnier if he gets it on his head. Or no, Wait, no. no. Maybe something goes flying towards him and he blocks that, but then something else hits him anyway. Oh, there you go. There you go. You do the psycho. So yeah, he's like he's getting the last like fleck of blood out of off of his shoulder he's like looking down at a, a piece of his his coat as he's getting this little little fleck of blood out or whatever and he's he's all pleased with himself that he's finally clean or something and um right at that moment he like dodges quickly dodges a uh a head or a scalp or a foot or something like that and he looks up did you see that they can't take old Milo. <laughs> right he do- he dodges quick. all of the above all three yeah. in sequence <laughs> And then as as he's boasting, that's when he takes one right in the face. Yeah, like a cream pie in the face. Only it's a butt. Oh, it's a some, severed, no, a severed it's not, butt. Oh, I was going to say it's a foot and somebody can make a joke about sticking a foot in the mouth. Talk oh. about sticking a foot in your mouth. <laughs> well, in that case, the foot actually goes right in his mouth. Yeah. Now we have to decide whether it goes bone in or toes in. I think it's going bone in so that the toes are sticking out so you can see his crossed eyes glaring at the, the drool-soaked foot hanging out of his mouth. And the, the toes kind of wiggle. And they twitch. <laughs> yeah. They're still switching. Yeah. <laughs> this is horrifying. Um. That Okay, so that's outside. So that's step three. Step two yes. is coming I... out to the crew and the doppelgangers who were domestic, once we come out, does that trigger them to start fighting again? Oh, interesting. Almost like we've caught them doing something that they they shouldn't be. Almost like we're mom and dad. Oh, like they glance up like embarrassed and then quickly awkwardly oh. get back to fighting. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, you guys are here. I didn't. We are you bad guys. Get, yeah. get your hands off of her. They start fighting immediately. Immediately. Yeah. 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 Was that? Hi, yeah, that's ninja for hello. That is much funnier that they they all react very bashfully like they've been caught red handed. <laughs> yeah. In the cookie jar. Oh, yeah. They, they hide the, the cards under the table or whatever. The whole thing. Oh, yeah. And then Every, and everything winds up getting shoved under the sofa. How do we move on from there? Do we as Tucker and Todd want to prevent them, like tell them stop it? Guys, knock it off. We're going to have to do something to get rid of the doppelgangers because they don't want us to succeed still. But maybe they stop fighting because they notice that we've got a briefcase. Do they immediately start trying to like uh, dupe us out of giving it to them or dupe us into giving it to them? Do you think they're going to do that or just try to fight us? 
oh, this is the opportunity for a chase scene. And then we have to run through the booby traps, but we don't get to stop and like enjoy it and laugh. Oh, we let them get taken out by them. Yeah. If, if anything, Tucker and Todd are familiar with the booby traps by now. Yeah. Well, they've been practicing. They're like, they're like we've already done this joke. Yeah. Nice try. <laughs> we fell for this last time. Oh, that's what they do. Because uh, the the one giant rolling boob, they're going to have to trigger it and then get past it just in time so that it blocks the path for the doppelgangers. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it'll it'll be a chase scene. The doppelgangers, doppelgangers will notice that we've got the briefcase. They'll be like, hey, where do you think you're going with that? Blah, blah, blah. And they're going to come after us. And then the crew is going to join us. We'll have to circle back and either get them or they'll have to just catch up. And then we run through the platforming sequence, complete with like little Mario jump noises and stuff. Because why not? Dude. Do the doppelgangers, do they are do, do they get do, uh, sorry, I was going to say, do they suffer the fate of Benny at the end of the mummy? They get they get swarmed by a group of boo bugs, boo bugs, uh, beetles, yeah, boobles, <laughs> boobles. Oh, wow. Oh, te- teetles, <laughs> teetles. <laughs> that's that's good. That's that's actually quite good. I was just trying to think of what to do with scarabs, but I can't figure out how to make it work. A swarm of man-eating teetles. <laughs> I, I don't know if we'll see what happens to them because the, the giant rolling boob will settle into place and they'll be stuck. As the light from their torches dies out. Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of an opportunity for a post-credit scene. Oh, that's fun, yeah. Yeah, they can they can be swarmed by a bunch of boobs with spider legs. This is just horrifying. <laughs> Oh, oh no, that one, there that was one a, has a thorax. <laughs> there was a fourth trap. <laughs> that never happens. <laughs> it's a good thing that we skipped that one. Yeah. So so yes, that's how that's how the crew makes it back out. They they wind up stymieing the efforts of the doppelgangers. They're trapped behind the giant boob. And the crew and, and TNT make it out the front door to see the renewed or rather the ongoing horror scene. Milo does his <laughs> triple dodge as, as the giant boob does become lodged in the cave entrance. Tucker kind of gives a little <laughs> flicks the nipple hanging from the thing. It does the little squeaker. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> you have to have the squeak effects. So so it's a giant squeaky toy. Yeah, I think that's what they were in the in the original one. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a scene where they walk over a pit of them and they just squeak. Yeah, there's the there was <laughs> like, the like the chickens. Yeah, they're the inflatable chickens. They just they they scream. Yeah, I think we also had yeah specifically with the rolling one that we in the in the in the distance heard the faint low slow uh, gaining speed squeaker. squeaker. <laughs> It's getting closer. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Everybody's like, what are you doing, Tucker? Don't set off that trap. I know what I'm doing. Just run ahead as fast as you can and get ready to duck. And then he hits the, the thing and the squeaker. Squeaker. Yeah, um, <laughs> a moment of drama and suspense of like, I know what I'm doing. Everybody trust me on my mark. When I say go, what are you waiting hold- for? I said, go. He's he's, he's, yeah, he's holding up the hand for like the wait signal. And you hear the squeaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh, he says everybody's dop and the doppelgangers listen because this is a cartoon. Yeah, that's what they always do. Yeah. They're like, wait, what? Why? What are we doing? Stop. Somebody has a very long, skinny neck as they yell stop. Everybody does stop. Freeze genuinely. Yeah, especially if you've got the hand sign that says stop. Um, so that's that whole sequence. What were you saying about somebody did a judo kick or something like that? No, that's that's once they get out the front door, they see the ongoing horror show between the specialists and the endless horde. Oh, yes. And that's that's when Milo does his impressive like little triple dodge oh, and right, then right. gets schmucked in the face with a foot in the mouth. Does he get the I assume it's Stan that always has the line like then that's what I call a foot in a mouth sticking your foot in your mouth or whatever. Yeah, Stan Stan's going to have to. He's a little commentator. Nah, that's what I call putting your foot in your mouth. Do, do we at that point because that feels like a moment especially on a doofy line like that that we, we would transition away to another group or should we give this crew time more more time to actually uh uh re 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 reunite with tucker and todd and discuss what's going to happen next now that they have this briefcase no i actually do think that's a good time to move to another group okay this is where we move to oh do we want to do world leaders do we have like room for them? I feel like it's been a while. The last thing that they did was launch all out nuclear war on the outside, right? Yeah, but I think that they're uh, seeing the world leaders again is how we actually segue back to everybody in the outside because they'll like intensify war efforts and start bombing the temple. The temple in the outside? Yes. So once again... That that's how we transition back to the outside is following a missile or something. Okay. So we can we can skip or rather we can put off the world leaders for now and visit them before Until we want to go back to the outside. Yeah. Okay. So we don't want to do anything too indeed with them. So we're saving this vampire thing for later. Probably. I mean, I guess this would be a good opportunity for us to at least say something along the lines of, I mean, maybe we could make a comment and turn it into some sort of satire, not satire, but. Uh, I can't think of the proper word right now, but the the having been such a long time since we as the show checked in with the world leaders, we could make that a comment on how uh, Ukraine really isn't in the news anymore. That's true. Now it's all Trump again. Are we? Oh, because of the Twitter thing. Is he back on Twitter? I don't know, but there's lots of stuff regarding January 6th, uh, the the raid on the Capitol and lots of texts and other information that's coming to light oh, that's fun i mean trump is in contempt of court right now oh well that's exciting i hadn't heard that yeah everybody cares about that moron again and also johnny depp in court everybody's talking about that too yeah that's all i've noticed that anybody's been talking about um which is a bizarre thing to watch do you think that yeah whatever i don't i don't want to talk about them <laughs> no johnny depp isn't real he can't hurt you Johnny Depp isn't real. Yeah, he can't hurt you. He's not real. I think he's a figment of his own imagination. <laughs> I agree. I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen his own imagination, and yeah, it's I've full seen of him in, in 4K. Yeah, it's full of him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay, so that that means we're going to be probably moving on to our buddy cops. They're uh, they're going to be in Columbo's old car, pulling away from the the WAP scene where it was defeated, swept up. They're probably in pursuit. Um, sorry, I just got a little bit distracted by what's written on my list and what's written on your list. So you said the buddy cops are in pursuit of 
they're in the pursuit outside of the, right? the bounty hunter Voltron. They're in real space. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. They're going after the WAP in a bucket. Right. They showed up and everything was over and they were disappointed. And so now yes, they're going after and, it. And also, it wasn't destroyed. It was just captured. And that's not good enough. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, so the the Voltron thing, is it in the ocean? I'm going to assume that How the is ocean is now quickly subsiding because it got mopped up. <laughs> the whole ocean. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole ocean that the wet ass Pacific created is now being mopped up. I kind of like that. Are either of the buddy cops as they're following it, looking at the ocean receding, going like, how is this happening? Is there any comment? Nothing more than, well, that's weird because these are both, you know, beings who have seen strange things. Yeah, I guess so. So their their uh, threshold for what's weird is much different. <laughs> they're, do, they're just kind of like, thank goodness for that. Well, I mean, do, do we do thank goodness for that? Yeah. Thank goodness for what? The receding ocean. Because now it won't swallow up Los Angeles. Yeah. Is the receding ocean? Would it be good for the ocean to recede? What would happen to the planet? <laughs> oh no, the ocean is receding back to normal levels. It's oh, no longer. Oh, it's no longer raging. Yeah, it's no longer flooding an entire city. Oh, I thought it was like draining away. No, it's just okay. going back to normal. I understand. Okay. Now that it no longer has the WAP artificially flooding it. Okay, that makes sense then. Okay. Yeah, it's going. I was so confused. I, I thought you were saying, well, the the ocean was sucked up into the bucket, and so it's just the entire ocean. Like, god damn, this is a whole <laughs> interesting en new thing now. The entire ocean is gone. Oh, sorry, we saved the planet <laughs> only to doom it. <laughs> Whoops, you guys didn't need that, did you? What's that? Um. Oh, I'm not gonna remember his name. Oh, Stephen Wright. That Stephen Wright joke about. Uh, about how deep would the ocean be if there were no sponges in it? <laughs> oh, wow. I know that's that's got to be a joke, but somebody needs a lesson in how volume works. Oh, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a joke. Isn't it interesting that the ocean is where sponges come from? Yes, very interesting. Okay, Um, these guys, the, so they're following... Yes, the buddy cops are in the scoops. Yeah, they're in the Lincoln. Okay. I think it was a Lincoln. Yeah, I think we said it was a Lincoln Continental. Yeah, with wood paneling. It's an old beater. Um. Oh, right. Or is this the station wagon that we described at some point? I can't remember. Yeah. I mean, many. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. It's an old car. Okay. So they're following it in a car. Yeah. It's just kind of walking, outpacing them slightly. It's just what? Well, yeah. Just treading through cornfields. Yep. Just like lurching and stomping around. And what is their aim? Their aim is to prevent it from going to the outside. Their aim is to prevent uh, their aim is to prevent Basil Bub from protecting it and keeping it in real space. So is it making its way? Does it is it making its way to? So how did that work? Because we said that this bounty hunter Voltron is going to deliver the WAP to the space station. Why would it do that? Because that's where Basil Bub is and Basil Bub wants it. But but why would the Voltron? But why would the Voltron do that? It was made out of ghosts. Because the Voltron is under Basil Bub's command through Elrond. Oh, okay. It 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 fought the WAP the WAP on their command. It collected it for them. It's following orders. It will be released from its duties once the WAP is brought in. I just thought so. Who but was whose orders was it under though? I thought it was under Elrond's. Jeff Bridges' orders. No, it was under Elrond's. Jeff Bridges never got to interact with the MOP. Or with the WAP. 
Jeff Bridges oh, right. has been we with totally, Columbo I've, this I've, entire I've, time. I forgot. I forgot the whole history of I because because my intention in, when I first came up with the entire premise of doing those that dwell in the mountain, it, my intention was to send Jeff Bridges and Columbo to retrieve the artifacts. But we decided we ended up changing that. Yes, I'm realizing that I can speak. Let me finish. All right. Expedite it then. Well, it's, it's already done. <laughs> but yes, uh, Jeff Bridges has been with Columbo the whole time. So that was that was Elrond under but orders. We, from yeah, Bob. yeah, we changed it that that the, those that the uh, what were they? The custodians, they were w- under inside. They, it was all with inside fantasology quarters this entire time. Yeah, I remember now. OK, and it and it makes it more dramatic because now the WAP isn't the WAP is out of commission, but it's not. It's still a threat. Yeah. And it gives our buddy cops something to do. They were very disappointed last time. So, OK, so if they, well, it gives them something to do. And yes, so, but that, they need to hunt this thing down. Is that so, so that's going to culminate into the the uh, the 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 push of war or whatever we were talking about. How much are they going to have some sort of battle with the Voltron? Uh, no, I think the Voltron, as soon as it delivers its payload, it will be released from its duties and it's going to disassemble and go back under the mountain or okay. I guess fade into oblivion. They've been yeah. even even such a powerful paper towel eventually disintegrates in water. Yeah, I like that. They just kind of turn into to pulp. Yeah, they, they blow away in the wind. Yep, they're they're done. So they're removed. Their task is complete. They disappear. Uh, the WAP is not going to be part of the fight. I guess it's just going to stay in its bucket. But the bucket was so the bucket was brought to the, the bucket space and the mop. Yeah, the bucket and the mop. The space elevator has been destroyed. Yeah. Where did it? Where were they? How did they? Because Vol- let's just assume. Here. Let's just assume this Voltron flies. OK, it's got like a, a two paper towel rolls on its back that it's a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> It, and okay. it makes it makes Jeff Bridges miss his suit even more. Oh, he, oh he man, more. I used to, yeah. I used to be able to do that. You can fly normally. Why do you care? It was so cool. Oh, that's so funny. He has big giant angel wings under his uh, cardigan. Yeah, he can fly for, you know, like normal fly. But he thought it was way cooler to do it in his suit because he loves all of his roles so much. Muggle technology is just so much more interesting. Yeah. Besides, I loved that movie. If you loved it so much, how'd you deal with the icing problem? <laughs> oh, I wonder if that should when we when I go back. Oh, is that why is that why it crashed into the Swamp of Sorrows was because of an icing problem? Probably should have been. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go back. <laughs> you're sinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember all of it now. It's coming back. The trauma. Yeah. Okay, so they yeah they they watch the giant paper towel Voltron engage its jetpack and fly up to the space station to deliver the bucket and mop, and then Columbo consoles Bridges on the absence of his spacesuit and convinces him to just fly up the regular way. We need to get up there. Does he carry him? Yeah, carry Columbo. Yeah, he's gonna have to. Columbo can't fly. Normally, Columbo would kind of like. He would he would basically do what you do in Minecraft when you uh, nether travel. He would just open up an out, outside portal and then open up 
another one and then come back in somewhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which would uh, allow him to have the appearance of teleporting into the space station. But you can't trust the outside stuff right now. He could do that and end up up a whale's ass. Do whales have asses? They have mouths. I don't know how fish work. Whales are not fish. They're big fish. They are mammals. That doesn't mean that doesn't change the fact that I don't know how fish work. <laughs> I don't know how fish work either, and I don't know how mammals work. <laughs> but if they have mouths, they have butts. That's that's our belief here at Tucker and Todd. I don't know. It seems like a pretty good rule. <laughs> if there's an intake, there's got to be an outtake. Any anyway, Columbo doesn't use his, his powers. He just has bridges fly him up, Superman style. Yeah, he's in a bridal carry. I was trying to figure out what the term for that would be. I was going to call it the damsel, the damsel carry, but a bridal carry makes sense too. Yep, that's that's what it's called, and it's very demeaning for Columbo. He's not teeing. No, he's he look, he's got a real big frown. He's not happy. <laughs> like like uh, Stan, the first time he was being petted by Craig. Yeah, exactly that same kind of energy. He's like, this is degrading. This is demeaning. I don't like this at all. Um, so they're going up to the space station then? Yeah, they're going to get there shortly after the WAP is delivered. Probably just in time to see the Voltron paper towel thing be relieved of its duties and then kind of disassemble and disintegrate. Oh, it like turns and looks at them. Well, it's now reduced to the... Oh, maybe we're at the tail end of all of the little bits being blown away in the wind. It's like if, the one if we... representing Ghost. If we want to do a dramatic entrance, we will be watching this paper towel Voltron disintegrate from Bub and Elrond's perspective. And then the entire time Columbo and Bridges have been behind the paper towel thing, but we can't see it till it can't. We can't see them until it disintegrates. Once they're well, gone and I the dust clears, they're standing there. That's the dramatic way. I guess the funny way is that they just all blow away in a big, long, like raspberry sound. Yeah. And also they wind up getting covered like basil bub not basil bub bridges and columbo wind up getting covered in like flecks of paper towel and dust oh that works that's like literally the the dumping of the ashes exactly does everything have to be a fucking travesty with you <laughs> no but it does have to be a reference <laughs> shut the fuck up donnie <laughs> <laughs> oh did we have a goddamn joke way back in the day about a guy named donnie in a honda element oh it seems familiar I like the idea of a guy named Donnie and he's cursed to stay in his Honda element. And every time he gets out of it, they keep yelling, get Donnie, you're out of your element. <laughs> Donnie, you're... Now that's even more familiar. Donnie, you're out of your element. <laughs> I think that must have been the case. <laughs> Anyhow, they get there. Uh, ghost blows away. Yeah. And Jeff Bridges has to get the, the ghost off of his sunglasses. Oh, I think I might have just realized that when they first encountered the WAP and he got sprayed and he had a face full of 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 spray and he oh, took yeah. his glasses. Was that a reference to the same thing? I didn't catch it. Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> but we're just doing it to him again. Why not? Yeah. Memes are memes. Well, yeah, the whole point of a meme is to squeeze it until there's nothing left in it. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then do they... So are Basilbub and one of his cronies like on the, in the same... Like deck or whatever? Or are we all now? Yeah, uh, Basilbub and Elrond are both there, so it's kind of a 2v2. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's no fight first. There's sort of the dramatic pause as the last of the dust clears, and you get that 
the good, the bad, and the ugly sort of theme where like everybody knows the showdown is coming. Oh, I like that, it, especially if there is the the whistle <laughs> and a little clump of wet paper towel rolls by. <laughs> not a not a tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah, uh, just the last clump of paper towel. Yeah, right, it blows I... it blows by, and then uh, that's probably when Bridges says that you know I can't let you keep that thing here, brother. Anytime yeah, he you... says brother, he has to say it like uh, you know. Oh, Brother, <laughs> are you thinking um, Hulk Hogan or the other yes one? Hulk Hogan, R- Macho Man Randy Savage? Didn't he also do a brother? Oh shit! I think he did too. Yeah, I don't know. actually, I think I think this. I think Macho Man was the one who actually went brother. <laughs> I just have this memory of Hulk Hogan always calling everybody brother, but I don't think he said it with that same intonation. That's so funny. Where it's like in the middle of his nose, the bridge of his nose. Yeah, brother. <laughs> it there's nothing in it except the back of this is how you do it, brother. <laughs> this is this is a macho man Randy Savage, brother. This is it, brother. Yeah, there's nothing in it except for the back of his throat and the front of his nose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh Bridges is gonna say, you know, you can't I can't let you keep that thing. It has to go. It doesn't belong. It either has to go back or it has to be destroyed. It and is basil of have like a moment. Like he has like a little, uh, 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 a boohoo, a little kid petulant. Oh, why do we always Thanks. have to do things your way? Do you, do you, do you ever play Diablo two? Uh, a long time ago. Do you remember the intro cinematic for Lord of Destruction? No. Bale, Bale is all, I will take your position onto consideration. And then he fucking kills the guy and he says, it seems your terms were not acceptable. He's a uh, a suave, charismatic. He's a Loki. He's a big ham is what he is. That's what Bale is. Bale is a big ham. He just steals the scene. And that's exactly what Basil Bub would do. It'd be like, hmm, allow me to consider. Zap. You know, kind of do an Ultron. Oh, I was just going to tell you all about my evil plan, Zap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he is the devil. You're right. I always forget about playing up the devilishness. Yeah, Elrond is where you get to be kind of a a doofus cartoon villain guy. But that is probably an opportunity for Basil to actually show that he has some some freaking devil powers. So he yeah, he immediately engages them then. Yeah, he immediately laser beams bridges right out of the frame. (laughs) It's okay. Bridges is immortal. Bridges will be okay, but he is he is slapped right out of the frame. So then it's just Columbo. And then I guess Basil Bub probably ignores Columbo and just pursues Bridges, leaving just Columbo and Elrond. Hmm. So rather than zapping, does he rather does he launch himself at him so fast that it just knocks them both out of the scene? I think neither of them fight and Columbo just lights a cigar and he's like, yeah, so. And there's just like a an anticlimactic moment of low energy before the the frame shifts immediately back to the actual battle taking place between Basil Bub and uh, Bridges. So I don't, oh, I don't think it, I don't it, I don't think Columbo's a fighter, and I don't think Elrond is either. No, definitely not. The it cuts to to Bridges and and Basil Bub falling like with the Balrog. Oh yeah, they they've been knocked right off of the space station probably. They're both going to have to unfurl their wings. Oh, that's fun. Yes, now you've got like aerial combat. 
and laser beams. Oh, and it, it 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 turns into uh, Uber Neo when yeah. Neo and Smith could fly or whatever. God, those the fights in those films just got progressively more <laughs> so and more bizarre. boring. Just yeah. more and more boring because less zero stakes. Yeah, it's just now it's watching Superman fight Superman. So we're we're gonna have to do some of those memes. I guess uh there's there's like the big thunderclap <laughs> when their fists meet. And we can immediately do a really quick segue to Neo doing a whole bunch of blue pills and like perking up as he hears the thunderclap in the distance. We're gonna make fun of Justice League and it's just the entire frame is gonna be filled up with like ridiculous uh visual effects. Like oh, yeah. muddy you're muddy the ability to see what's going on. Oh yeah, it'll be like the last fight in Avengers Endgame. Everything is just on fire, being blasted with weird lasers that we don't know what they are and Yeah. Oh, that's and maybe I can do a joke with that where it's like it's so many visual effects of the frame rate like drops and it glitches out and we do oh. the, hang, the hang in there cat with the technical difficulties and whatnot. I like that a lot. Basilbub is just going to order the station to start firing on his position. He's like, whatever, just shoot bridges. But he's right on your position. Just do it. And then it's suddenly, like yeah, suddenly this. Yeah, like that fight. It's just somebody shoot something. Start a fire where there isn't one, and suddenly yeah. there's just the entire fr- the entire screen is filled with shit, and then the frame rate starts to stutter. <laughs> funny. There's, there's, uh, so it's 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 it's. Oh, I had too many thoughts at once. Um, it's who's on the bridge? Who's making the call for to do the fire? Whatever. It's somebody yelling to fire, and then they look off screen, and we do a fourth camera wall break. Somebody's yelling fire, fire, and nobody's responding. And then it cuts fourth wall break. We see Michael Bay is in the director chair. He says, I want to see fire. That's when we see the explosions. (laughs) Somebody better listen to Michael Bay. (laughs) Somewhere somebody's bicycle falls over and explodes. Yeah. Directed by Michael Bay. Anyhow. Basil Bub gives the order. Somebody is on the bridge who is in command. Somebody who isn't Elrond. And right. Okay. Yeah. Basil Bob and Bridges like, are fighting. Yeah. Yeah. They're fighting in the air in front or to one side of the space station now. And Basil Bob gives the order to start shooting just at Bridges. Right. And then that's the opportunity for somebody on the bridge to just say, somebody fire. Cause you know, they were given an order better do it. And then, and then, yeah, this there, that's how you get the, the frame rate starts chugging. And then that's an opportunity for Columbo and, Elrond to look at each other and just start glitching out. Their sound starts glitching too. That's interesting. Yeah, it's just like everything stops working. Basilbub has to tell them to stop, but thanks to lag, his message doesn't get to them for like a full 20 seconds. We cut to the outside where the gnomes pick up the signal though. <laughs> Immediately. And then and then it cuts out, but then it's still just that cat. <laughs> yeah. Technical difficulties. Oops, there's a cat in the wires. And then from there? From there, they probably need to fight their way. The Basil Bob tells them to stop. Then they fight their way back onto the space station. Uh, they Somewhere on the space station, there's a, a big countdown clock because they, they've kind of calculated how long it should be before the restore succeeds. So they've got to fight against the clock. They have to either protect the WAP or not protect the WAP by the time that thing ticks off in order to complete their objectives. Do do we come back? We have the, the hang in there cat, the technical difficulties. Do we 
come back from that to a still behind, still breaking the fourth wall thing. So it's 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 Columbo. No, sorry, who was fighting? It was Basilbub and Jeff Bridges are in the break room or like the craft service table or whatever. The the shoot is on break and they're like behind the scenes in the studio having a conversation about like real life. And they're like, oh, we got to get back on set. We have we're rolling in three, two, one or whatever. And then when they get back into their fight. I like that. Yeah, they're one of them is just, I don't know, getting a, a, a biscuit or something. Yeah. And they're just asking, like, so did you end up taking the kids to the whatever you said you were saying last week? Nah, the fucking like they're just talking about real life. I couldn't go to Italy because of the invasion of Ukraine. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it turns out it turns out this whole time Basilbub has been Joy Behar. That's funny because Joy Behar <laughs> is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are the same picture. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I couldn't go because of the invasion. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. All right, so everybody's like, "All right, go and action." And they go, they get right back to the middle of their fight. No more, no more fire effects all around them. But yeah, now they're no. fighting their way back onto the onto the station. Yes, they've got to get back onto the station because ba- see, if Bridges can actually lure Basilbub away from the station, he wins. Right. He doesn't have to beat Basilbub. He just has to keep him busy until the countdown goes off. He just has to keep the WAP in the in in real world, real time. Yeah, he just has to keep Basilbub from protecting it. And if Basilbub is pr- too busy fighting him, then he's not protecting the WAP, and then Bridges wins. But Basilbub figures this out, and he's gonna head back to the station before. Before he figures it out, does it actually progress to the point where he's using anything he can to keep him distracted? He's like asking him to like go down memory lane. Like he ends up tricking him into some sort of like weird therapy session. And then he realizes, hey, you can't distract me. He notices something's happening. He realizes he catches onto the ruse. Oh, uh, yeah. See, that's uh, that's that's clever. Bridges gets some kind of talking and he kind of directs the fight further and further away from the station. But if he can keep if he can keep Basilbub being all, you know, bitter fallen angel, the 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 bitter son that wasn't loved enough, didn't get enough hugs, and keep him talking and, and angry, he won't he won't realize that we're you know drawing him away from the station. So he gets he gets pulled into a shitty philosophical discussion about whether it's okay to lie. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you lied to dad. <laughs> Dad lied all the time. Ooh, that's some serious shit. It is pretty serious. We can't <laughs> let we when... can't let we can't let that go on for too long, or we might start sympathizing with Basilbub. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Welcome to Tucker and Todd, a Satanist podcast. <laughs> the Satanist version. Yeah. Okay, but Basilbub will catch on, and he's gonna, you know, insist that he in fact flies back. He's like, "You can't distract me," etc. I know what you're yeah, trying so, to do. So he he figures out with more than enough. Time. So because there's a situation where he figures it out and he starts to go back to the station, but he only barely has enough time and he's not on time. But this he has ample time for something else to occur. Yes, he, he there, starts. There is time. OK. And also the countdown isn't perfectly accurate. It's like all it's like the, the best estimation of like a thousand different simulations at once. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess there is no actual countdown, is there? No, because it relies on Tucker and Todd. Yeah. And if if we know anything, it's that they are accidentalists. I love that, accidentalists. Yeah, they're not opportunists, they are accidentalists. I like the idea in the future they've like found their school of accidentology. <laughs> we, just, we just keep inventing religions. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, Basil Bub decides to pull the fight back onto the station. Bridges does everything he can to keep him from getting back onto the station. It doesn't quite work. He tries literally everything. He's shooting Spider-Man webs to prevent them from getting inside. Yeah. He's, he's using other people's tricks. He, yeah, other other characters' tricks. He, he's the, <laughs> dude, the dude doesn't have anything for this. At one point, any other tricks up your sleeve? He reaches into his, his cardigan and pulls out like a, a rabbit in a hat or whatever. What's that going to do when he throws the rabbit at Basil Bub's head? It's it's the uh, the whatever of Antioch. No, oh. <laughs> you should know this one. Oh, that was the holy hand grenade. Was the holy hand grenade of Antioch? That it was the holy rabbit. hand grenade of Antioch, but that was the killer rabbit. Yeah, which you which would know this one. which should still be known. Which means that he's gonna send the killer rabbit, and then Basil Bub has to use the holy hand grenade. <laughs> Nice try, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <Forget>. <laughs> nice try, brother. <laughs> I forgot that there was that accent. I wish I wished for a moment that we had Jeremy Irons and uh, James Earl Jones to voice these ones. Oh, that'd be good. <clears throat> but I do, I do like the <laughs> the wrestling yeah, I, brother. I I can't remember which one says it that way, but maybe they both do now. <laughs> They just both do, yeah. Brother! <laughs> All the angels are hardwired to talk to each other that way. Okay, so the, the killer rabbit is destroyed by the holy hand grenade, so that doesn't work. <laughs> I like, drat! Foiled again! <laughs> well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> yeah. So the fight gets back onto the station. They get in there to find that uh, Columbo and Elrond are actually just sitting around. They're playing the, the card game. Yeah, they're just like playing cards or like dice or something, just watching. They oh, keep, I was, was going to repeat the gag. They're playing. They're playing the American Psycho game, and they look up. Uh, all oh yeah, bashful. Yeah, everybody's embarrassed good. to be playing it. Are you nerds fact, playing that card game? Half of the crew is there, and they've been placing bets. <laughs> everybody's all just playing. Yeah, they got they got to hide the they got to hide all the evidence because people have been placing bets on to which one of the angels will win. Oh, is it the gag where where uh, the the two come back? Their fight, they're bringing their fight on board, and they come into a room where like the whole crew is like gathered around. Everybody's like, hey, it's like a pizza party. Everybody's cheering and 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 gathered around. And and when one notices the two join the the room, that the the the, the 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 crowd dies down one at a time. There's like one of those they're behind me, aren't they? Kind of moment. Oh yeah, I think that's it, it'll be Elrond who's taken people's bets as to which one will win. And it's it's Elrond that he winds up being behind. So is Elrond complaining about about uh, Basilbub then? No, he's just taking bets. Oh, and taking right bets now, on, their, on their fight. Yeah, and and the odds are actually better for Bridges. The like the, the stated odds are in Bridges' favor. It's like it's like a three to one. And so that's that's how that's how he's he's uh, like barking for the for the for the the bets. Then is like everybody come around. He's like doing the whole actual thing. Yeah, he's got a, he's I'm he's by the old fashioned chalkboard. 
come and watch the devil smash to bits. <laughs> That's the opportunity for Basilbub to give him the slap. If Elrond gets destroyed, does he go back to the outside? Oh, I don't know about that. Because he's of the outside at this point. Yeah. And while there is still, while the barrier between these worlds is still so thin, would he just go back? Maybe that's one of those things. Yeah. So rather than like what we've said with Columbo, where the idea is that like the outsideness would go somewhere else inside him or whatever, his body would remain. This is a case where Elrond Hubbard's body would be destroyed, but his Elrond spirit thing that has been eternally turned into outsideness would go back to the outside. If he's not protected by Basilbub, but I was just think I was just entertaining a scenario in my head in which Basilbub catches him with this shit and just destroys him, just like blam, one one laser beam, and then he's disintegrated. He's just a pair of smoking boots for doing the bets. Mm-hmm. And he's just gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so crazy. But I was thinking that maybe he went back to the outside, like he's that's his afterlife. But he doesn't really die. It's just like an infinite cycle of reincarnating in the outside. Well, I mean, it would be kind of, yeah, it would be, it would be, I would be okay with putting him in the outside if it was some sort of imprisonment situation. Maybe like he, laser beam him. Maybe he just like throws him into a portal then or something. Yeah. Like, it would, or maybe he becomes like some very, like, particularly impotent version of himself in the outside. No, I know. Rather than destroy him now, Basilbub just won't protect him later. I just he won't, look he won't how, be allowed in the vomit dome. I just want to see how actually how actual Hubbard died. For the last two years of his life, Hubbard lived in a luxury bluebird motorhome. <laughs> Figures. Oh, on a 160-acre ranch in California. What's the point then? A motorhome on a on a on a ranch. Yeah, a, just like a it's stuck there. Why do you bother having a house with wheels? Spending millions of dollars remodeling the ranch house, which went virtually uninhabited, and building a quarter-mile horse racing track with an observation tower, which was reportedly never used. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah, just blowing all of his money on stuff that even he didn't care about. He had chronic pancreatitis, suffered a stroke, and died a week later. Epic. Figures. <laughs> Scientology leaders announced that his body had become an impediment to his work and that he decided to drop his body to continue his research on another planet. That's compelling. I like that. Having learned how to do it without a body. I have a feeling that's what Elrond is going to spin it as. Yeah. I'm just on another planet doing research. I'm not dead at all. So yeah, rather rather than immediately destroy Elrond, Basilbub is just going to kind of betray him later. He's going to be like, haha, not you, when he's doing the vomit dome to protect all of his cronies. And so, okay, so does that, so does he become like banished from his body then and he becomes like a ghosty in the outside? I, I assume that his entire, just like his entire being, body and soul are sent as a single unit back there. Okay. Cut and paste. He just goes, bloop. <laughs> yeah, just snaps out of there, just gone. Yeah, 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 I, I wasn't paying attention. Not copy paste, cut and paste. Control Z. Control Z is undo. All right, control X, which undo, a lot of the undo is a lot of the point here. Yeah, but I th I think if Elrond gets destroyed either way, he like by the restore, he just reincarnates in the outside. Maybe what, even if he does, I mean, I, I, I don't know how many more plans do we ever have? Do we have any intention of him ever coming back? Like, is is he get sent to the outside as something that is? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. 
I don't know what to do with him. We don't know what to do with him, which is why he's we're kicking. He's just there now. We're kicking that can down the road. Okay. Once once the fighting is all done, but uh, currently we've got we've got Elrond and everybody else looking very sheepish because they just got caught placing bets against their own boss, who is the devil and hasn't been known as a forgiving being. But Basilbub is too busy to do anything about it right now, so he's he gets stuck in this. This is when the push of war between him and Bridges begins. Okay. They finally they finally lock lasers. And then uh, I guess that's an opportunity for us to probably transition to another scene. Yeah. When they when they appear to be kind of deadlocked. Yeah, that's the perfect time to cut away. I'm just trying to figure out what to cut away to. To the we world leaders. Do we do the world leaders? Should we check in with any of the orders? The orders are kind of represented by our by the the doppelgangers and the crew and the specialists. Yeah, I guess right now their their interests are being pursued by those groups. And I guess we don't really have. Although they might be with the world leaders. Oh, that actually that makes sense. Yeah, because technically wouldn't they control the world leaders if if they are as if they are what we say they are? Maybe not control, but have infiltrated and influence. Mm -hmm. So they might be like advisors or ambassadors. And naturally, the alphabetical order is pushing for even more aggressive action. They want to destroy that temple. They want to destroy the restore point. And they want to just kill everybody around it. Ah, that's interesting. So is that what we come into is we we, we come to. So, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe not controlling, but our our representatives from both orders presenting their arguments to the world leaders about what needs to be done next. Come into it in another one of their war councils. We're back in. We're back having a schwitz. <laughs> we're in we're in the lovely sauna it turns out that all along russia's bear has been one of the spokespeople for the alphabetical order russia's bear yeah like the bear that that putin rides yeah all this time I... he thought it was just a bear but there's a reason it knows how to drive a motorcycle <laughs> it was queen amadala <laughs> <laughs> the bear was natalie portman the whole time <laughs> yeah Somebody let her into the men's sauna. <laughs> That's didn't actually have, more outrageous. Have... Yes, and they left. I couldn't remember. They didn't like it. Hard to imagine why any female I do like, that... like being in a sauna with a bunch of guys. I do like that this is now the third time that we've been in the sauna, so it is like an actual like canonical place now. Not just the yeah. gag. Yeah, it, no, that, this is where they hold their war councils. Yeah. So they're in there and they're discussing what to do about the... The war on the outside, because it's going about as well as the war on terror. There's just more outside than there ever was, and it's getting more expensive. And of course, the one of the advisors or ambassadors who happens to work for the alphabetical order, nobody knows that they work for the orders. The orders are secret. Mm -hmm. But the, but the audience knows because they have some sort of symbology. Yes, probably some kind of like tattoo on the, the, the guy's exposed shoulder or something. Yeah. But he's he's pushing for more expenditure and more aggression. He's just like, we simply haven't fought them hard enough. And it'll we work all out, know. I promise. Yeah. And we all know how that worked out for every other war on concept. I was going to say a war boosts economies or whatever. Oh, yeah. And it's good for the economy. It won't produce a trillion, trillion, trillion dollar deficit that we will go bankrupt paying the interest on years later. Wink to camera wink to camera 
And and then it, that's the opportunity for somebody from the chronological order to speak up and try and talk against it. But everybody will be like, we've already heard enough. They've all got dollar signs for eyes. Yeah. <laughs> all they heard was boost the economy. Yeah. And so the thus begins an intensified and targeted bombing strike. The alphabetical order gives them coordinates for, uh, you know, a priority target. So they start attacking the temple directly. Fortunately, our intrepid heroes have actually made it outside the front door, at least. Oh, should we? I mean, should we do a bit of a, a joke here about where they say about they're trying to choose a target of where they're going to bomb? And they say there there's a temple and they go a temple. We can't bomb a temple. And they say it's so it's it's there's a they're having a it's a there's a wedding or whatever. And they're like, oh, OK, then we can bomb a temple. What's the specific? There's I'm trying to think of specific situations where they've bombed places in the Middle East where like. I think I'm thinking of a situation where there was like a wedding going on or whatever, right? Yeah. I do not remember, but if I'm I'm just thinking about historical precedents here, all I got to say is not to our God. Oh, well, then it's fine. Yeah. If it's a temple to the wrong God, then it's not sacred. (laughs) Bombs away. Bombs away, buddy. (laughs) The Canadian, the Canadian Air Force pilots from South Park, the movie is there. Bombs ready, buddy. I actually like that because that can be done with the the whole animation style of the Canadians. Yeah, the, the flapping heads. Yeah, <laughs> bombs ready, buddy. And and so begins a targeted airstrike on the temple that is just a little bit too late to do anything about our guys. How far away are the how like how close are they to the temple while it's being struck? Uh, the first bomb probably strikes the temple just shortly after Milo finishes getting that foot out of his mouth. But it'll strike a part of the temple that's far enough away that it's not like they get hit by anything. But they're going to get spooked and run for it. And thus we can do a slow-mo run away from the explosion scene. Should it be sort of like a calm moment as he's getting the foot out of his mouth and somebody makes a line, like a foreshadowing line, like somebody makes a line about a bomb or a shell or a boom, or a drop, or something like that? Well, if that's the case, then we missed our opportunity to have a butt fly into his face and say, that ass is the bomb. (laughs) That ass is the bomb. (laughs) A bomb-ass pussy. But, no, that is still in real space. Right. A bap. Yeah, the child of the wap. That's a problem for another day. But the, the first bomb strikes... Shortly after that calm moment where the foot gets removed from a mouth. And that's enough to get everybody freaking out and running for it. Because remember, Tucker and Todd always move away from explosions. Yeah, I was trying to think of a line to give them to like yell to get away from the explosion. Ah, explosions. We always move away from those. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't work it. I can't I don't have one that's coming to mind as as a as a joke. We are it just in unison. We always run away from those. Guys, that's an explosion. <laughs> an explosion. We always run away from those. Something silly. It, it, Whatever it is, it can be immediately drowned out by the sound of more detonations because we've already done the Canadian guy saying, bombs ready, buddy. Yeah. And so they're just carpet bombing. Yes, there's, there's like a small squadron of Air Force planes that have actually gone into the outside and are now just dropping bombs. It's obnoxious. Oh, is there another frame rate drop and another technicality issues we really got to do something about our bandwidth yeah at first it looks like they're slow motion running away from the explosion 
And it turns out that it's actually just a super choppy frame rate and it just continues to deteriorate. And then somebody gets to call cut and we get to do once again a fourth wall thing where somebody is going to complain about whatever what is wrong with our video ram why are we choking up do we have do we have anti-aliasing we um, must some somebody better turn down the soft particle effects because it's killing our frame rate jennifer garner is there with her nephew because <laughs> because it, it's anti-aliasing i know <laughs> anytime there's an anti my joke is that she's got nephews and nieces anti-imperialism i remember her yeah yeah uh i got lost in that thought as i was trying to craft it where were we our frame rate was deteriorating and somebody decided to say cut and ask what the hell is going on is something choking our processor what i don't know how this works they're in the producers or the director's booth or whatever yeah they're like what is happening he's like too many soft particle effects it's killing our processor if something's eating all our ram, they open up a door. There's literally a goat being, or is a ram a goat? You know what I'm trying to say. A sheep of some kind, uh, 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 an ungulate <laughs> is being some eaten. kind of some kind of ungulate. Yeah. Either that or like all the hamster wheels that keep all of our technology running are not spinning. That that's kind of like a a reference to a, a bit to come with the the wheels <laughs> that, we, that we haven't even come up with. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, they go into the server room where there's just it's just actually a bunch of hamster wheels and half of the hamsters are dead. That's why we don't have enough processing power. There's some other person complaining. So have you heard about the situation in Italy? <laughs> uh, yes, we can't get our expensive imported hamsters anymore. <laughs> it's all the supply lines. It's it's all because of Ukraine. Yeah, okay. There's some guy named Crane. What did I do? Not you, Crane. Oh. That's a good one. We'll have to keep that. <laughs> Not you. Crane. Is it Ichabod Crane? Interesting. To be to be come back to it. We have we have 18 minutes to round out this season. Yeah, if if Ichabod Crane shows up, he has to get chest, chased off the set by the headless horseman anyway. Of course. But yes, uh somebody gets those wheels spinning again and they they action. They resume the scene with like now the now the explosions are like 16 bit and 8 bit. They're they're cheap crappy explosions now. So they don't murder the frame rate. Well, that's funny. They lowered their settings. Yeah. They turned off soft particles. Now everything looks <laughs> jagged in and safe ugly. mode. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody manages, "Oh, we lost Craig. He wanted me to stop recording. What happens? What happens? Are you able to join? Are you going to tell me that you're not you're already in there?" Okay. This is this is what we get for saying earlier that they were working. Yeah, jinxed it. Yeah, well done. Okay, so our our guys managed to get away from the the bombing run, but the temple is destroyed, which means we only just made it out. The alphabetical order very nearly had us. Turns out they weren't they weren't putting all their eggs in the doppelganger basket. They weren't putting all of their eggs in the doppelganger basket? No, that's why they managed to coordinate a bombing run on the temple. Yeah, yeah. They were basically trying to throw everything they had at it. Yeah. And that that was basically the last card they had to play was intensifying the war effort. Now what we need to do is find a portal back. And I so I guess because they are still there, they're assuming that they were successful then. 
they're kind of assuming that we are competent enough that by the time we make it to the safe point, reaching it will will mean will mean failure for them. So anytime the the longer the more time passes that we haven't brought it into real space, the more they assume that they've won. Pretty much, they figure if if we would have gotten out by now. But they also it's not like they have street cameras everywhere on the outside, so no. they don't they don't know that we got out of the temple. Or that we're on the loose. If anything, the doppelgangers were mostly there with the riot just to keep us in that place long enough to destroy the temple and kill anybody who was going to do anything about it. But we're on the loose. We're at large. We have the briefcase. And we have Milo. Precious we Milo. Have Milo. Do we have any of the other specialists or just Milo? The specialists are still fighting with the, the mob. They're probably being bombed directly now. I think a specialist should chop one of the missiles in half. <laughs> Either that or it's time. It's our opportunity to massively increase the levels of cartoon violence by turning the entire place into like a blood filled crater and was, yeah, having was, pieces of the specialists fly everywhere. I was trying to figure out how to escalate it with like the, the sheets of blood. Yeah. How do you how do them. you how do you escalate past 100? Just all the carpet bombing causes the outside to once again start attacking. So the, the battlefield that they're in just opens up into a great big toothy mouth and starts eating them. That's insane. This place is insane. That's, that's true. That's, that's why we need to take a season-long vacation away from it. <laughs> yeah, so that we can become grounded. And then ruin that. Yeah. It's the cycle of life. All right, so we, we need to get further away from that area, and we need to find a portal. There was a portal that all these planes came through, but it's probably disappeared by now. They're basically on a suicide mission unless they can find a portal back. Well, because Milo has studied a lot of all of this history stuff, wasn't he a member of one of the orders? He's a member of the Chronological Order. Would he know how to open a portal? Does he know some incantation? I'm pretty sure he was the one who opened the portal in. Yeah. He might have to do the same sort of ritual to open a portal back and just do it in reverse. Oh, that's interesting. He has to do it in reverse, and that's so that's why he has he's uh, conflicted. Doing it in reverse would go against his religion, but that's the only way to get it done. Oh yeah, it's not chronological to do it backwards. So he's at a he's at a, a he's at a war within himself. Yeah, he's at something of out. a crossroads. But they're they're still trying to get away from the bombing strike and stuff. They're not far enough away. They gotta move to a safe enough point where. Our boy can actually do this thing without, you know, being interrupted or distracted. I was wondering if that could just be some editing trickery is like whatever the escalation is as sheets and sheets of blood. And then the explosions get brighter and brighter. And then eventually as the the the, the bright becomes white, that completely completely washes out the scene. And then that edits to us far in the distance. We see that white, white, white. And we have a little like pour one out for the homies like the poor specialist kind of thing or whatever and yeah but now we are far enough away yeah yeah far enough away that we can actually just watch the scene safely from a distance and it's yeah it's it's now a total whiteout over there and then probably that's enough time for us to see a mouth open up in the ground and then just like swallow the temple and everybody around it yeah i'm glad we got the hell away from that yeah talk about putting a foot in your mouth shut up stan <laughs> <laughs> Talking about putting all the feet in the mouth, eh? Eh? Yeah, now imagine sticking a foot in that mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Stan. 
The foot you'd need to stick in that mouth. That does sound very Stanish. Can you imagine the foot you'd need to stick in that mouth? All right. So now we have enough, you know, distance and all that for Milo to kind of wrestle with it. But it's straight woman who has to just yell at him, grab him by the, the shirt collar and shake him and say, just do it. And he's like, fine. So he does the ritual in reverse. And uh, he, he well, he starts doing the ritual in reverse. This is now when we probably have to go back to this, the Abaddon Prime space station, because as soon as we pull that briefcase through the portal, it begins. So we got to we got to time it just right. Yeah. How so do we I'm, do that? Are we going to do cutting back and forth or are we going to do a split screen? Actually, I think a split screen would be the best way to do it because now because then we can like superimpose the countdown right over the whole thing. Yeah. And it's got like a it's got like a 10 minute countdown or whatever. And it's like a, a sensors somewhere on the station say like new new breach identified unknown object something on the other side like whatever it is it scans the restore point it knows that it's close to a portal and it it, it adjusts the countdown timer it knocks like an hour off of it so now we're down oh, to minutes interesting is it it's detecting like proximity of a say a restore point to a portal kind of thing yeah the portal is just starting to open and it's already detected it okay so it it adjusts the countdown timer accordingly and that's that's the message it pulls up and that's when we can op- engage the the dual screen and superimpose the countdown on it and so the dual screen is depicting milo opening the portal and uh on the other side the the push war between the angel brothers yes are the angel brothers like in any form of are they speaking to each other during this no i think they're i think this is a a no speech scene and it's just dramatic music as they're they're pushing against each other and milo is doing his like silly little dance backwards and the the portal is slowly growing it's like the size of a silver dollar right now is it opening to anywhere important or key or is that uh, irrelevant that's that, yeah it's it's uh kind of irrelevant wherever it is it's available for the space station to scan but they they didn't really coordinate a destination does do we have any sort of flashback in this moment to the order? Does the order get uh, warned that there's been a, a proximity breach? Yeah, I think they should. If if Abaddon is getting warned about this, then they probably should too. The chronological order are probably you know deeply relieved that everybody survived the bombing of the temple. The restore point is on its way. Hooray! Chronology is about to be restored. And the alphabetical order are losing their shit and intensifying the bombing attacks and widening the widening the area that's being attacked. They're like yelling at the Canadian, more bombs. He's like, we don't have more bombs. That was all of them. Call in kamikaze attacks. Oh, you're that flying gave a bomb. Me a whole new premise. You're flying a bomb. Oh, well, bombs ready, buddy. So what's the deal with that? Then they call for increased strikes and the strikes are increased. Yeah, pretty much. They just increase the radius of the bombing strikes. So the explosions are actually starting to creep up closer and closer to the position of Tucker and Todd and the crew. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. They're I basically, get it. they're basically increase the stakes. Yeah, they're flying in circles overhead over the temple grounds and the the mouth there, and they're just widening the circumference of their bombing run these guys are genuinely they're like tomato heads they got giant heads with veins 
popping out on their skinny little necks as they're screaming, just bomb everything. Oh, yeah. Just drop. Just could, don't stop. Can't stop. Won't stop. Yeah. More bombs. Are Tucker and Todd nervously looking at uh, 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 Milo doing like a guys? Those, but the bombs are getting closer. Can you hurry this up, Milo? And he's like, I'm going as fast as I can. But yeah, the bombs are, the explosions are slowly creeping up in the distance. It's like a, it's like an encroaching artillery strike kind of thing. And so are we going to do a rolling around the rim in slow motion thing? Like when it seems, okay, it seems like the portal isn't done, but it looks like it's big enough for the, the, uh, the briefcase to fit through. Or is it going to be accidentally tipped or knocked? Or are we going to have a, uh, you know, in the beginning of Temple of Doom where the vial is being kicked around the busy dance floor or whatever? Yeah, there, there has to be a way to get to do the, the rim shot with the, with the, uh, restore point i'm just trying to think about how somehow it gets knocked out like who's carrying it Mm, i guess this entire time i've been envisioning tucker carrying it okay then all we need is for some manner of thing to happen that knocks it out of tucker's hands while he's on his way through the portal do we have a character who could do a last minute um uh, golem oh we have golem we've had golem like last minute show up and seemingly prevent the thing from being uh if we're gonna do that then it's gonna have to be one of our doppelgangers i know we wanted them to be in the tomb but it has been bombed and cracked open so maybe they escaped and then later there's a post-credit scene where they're still on the outside because all the all the boob spiders also escaped oh that's funny um oh maybe that maybe this that's how this is going to be resolved they show up at the last minute invisible and like our ju our, our jujitsu like leg locked around our necks as they try to get pull the 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 briefcase they, out of our hands. They can go invisible now. I think they can just sneak up because we it's not like we can hear them and our focus is pretty well taken over by that the explosions. I guess yeah, I guess I, Gollum wasn't invisible. It was after he shoved the thing on his finger. Yeah, they can okay, just they, come in they can just come into the frame and start getting us. Also, Frodo was invisible and Gollum bit the bit his finger off. Yeah, you're right. That's how that worked out. I remember now. That's one way to get the ring off. Um, yeah, the other way is to rub and tug it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we've got our I doppelgangers. Yeah, my, never mind. Our doppelgangers come in out of the the corner of the frame. They're like, ah, not so fast. You thought you got rid of us. They're all like banged up and scorched. Yeah, they look totally enraged. And yeah, they're also tomato-headed and veiny. <laughs> <laughs> I said, give that to me. And they try to grab the briefcase, and it turns into a tug of war to match the push of war. Oh, that's fun, yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's they they start pulling the briefcase towards them, and then Basilbub starts pushing the laser towards Bridges, and just as things start looking all shitty, it's just Jeff Bridges kind of grits his teeth and is like oh for for you daddy (laughs) for you computer dad he kisses his fingers and does the sign of the cross yeah for you computer daddy (laughs) and then he he finds some little bit of will that he hadn't yet expended and he he starts pushing it whereas in the outside uh our boys are evenly matched but this is time for milo who has once again had enough to just like kick the other doppelganger tucker right in the nuts 
Oh, is it that? I, th- I thought maybe Tucker and Todd were going to let go of the briefcase and let their doppelgangers pull it through into real space. No, the doppelgangers can't come into real oh, space. Oh, right. They can't. Right, 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 right. So they have to stay. But uh, making doppelganger Tucker let go of the briefcase causes yeah. Tucker to go tumbling back and he drops a briefcase, but it's like still kind of flying in the air. So it's aloft. In slow motion. In, in super slow motion. He falls back through the portal. Uh, everybody else goes through the portal. Like they're, it's big enough now. They're just running for it because the bombs are coming real fast. Who fell back through it? Tucker fell back through it. Tucker was having a tug of war with other Tucker, and Todd. Each Todd was pulling on each Tucker. Oh, okay. So it was a real tug of war. A tuck of war. Yeah, it was a tuck of war. That's that's the name of the episode. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what. It <laughs> <was>. <laughs> I was going to call it Deus Ex Machina, but that's kind of fun. No, it's the tuck of war. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah. Uh, doppelganger Tucker and Todd go tumbling back after once Todd lets go. Tucker lets once Tucker lets go. And then it prime Tucker lets go because he starts falling. So he flails. Todd and Tucker both go through the portal. The doppelgangers go fly on the other way. Everybody's about to be consumed in explosive death. So they run through the portal. They they don't even think about it. And then this is the opportunity for us to kind of have the the briefcase half in and half out. And it just kind of starts teetering. Oh, that's fine. And then in that moment, Bridges manages Bridges manages to push the, the laser all the way past Basil Bub and slap him upside the head with it. And so Basil Bub sees the countdown timer, stops fighting, and just he gives in. He does the, the vomit dome that doesn't include Elrond this time. And some crazy callback from the past bumps the briefcase through the portal. Oh, well, in that case, it's an angry call in Feral Gnome Cop. Okay. <laughs> or, or it's one of the Gnome Cops that happens to have a message for Tucker and Todd that was sent by the Oh, crew that's so funny. Wait, wait, wait. I have ago. a message for you. Wait, wait, wait. And he bumps into the briefcase and knocks it in. Does he leap through the portal and then now we have a gnome from the outside with us on our Oh, crew? well, he's going to get kicked right the fuck out as soon as a restore happens if he does that. Oh, that's fu- Oh, yeah, I guess so. It'd be really funny if he didn't, though, if we just had a gnome. Hmm, maybe he's not from the outside. He's an, an interloper. Maybe he's, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Uh, what do you mean? I'm Colin Farrell. <laughs> All right, it's Colin Farrell. <laughs> no, uh, uh. Is it a messenger or a police guy? No, it, it would it would be a no messenger, but I'm I don't know if I don't think or, anything should come back with us. Is it is it a gnome related thing or is it the is it the towel weed the tumble the tumble towel? Oh, like the tumble towel. Some prop. If we had an early prop from one of our show up in the in the outside. Oh, we do have a we do have a couple of props. We have that statue of a lady who was a contestant on a game show. They thought they mm. ever, it, one of the. That one of the halves of the religion was that the statue would come back to life. Maybe she does, and she flips it in. Or is it a scalp? Another is it the third scalp? A head? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's this this. It's the top of the head of one of the specialists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just uh, hear splat in the distance. Splat, yeah. And of course, it comes in through the portal with the briefcase and hits Milo in the face. Yeah, the, 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 the briefcase lands in Milo's mouth. <laughs> the briefcase and the scalp both get him. Oh, Lama. But yes, uh, this 
once the countdown timer has like three seconds left on it, Basil Bub gives up. Uh, he sends out the the vomit dome to protect his cronies, which is BS Prowling and like Annabelle and a few select others. And then, and of course, excluding Elrond. And then Bridges takes one look at Columbo and leaves. He does not protect Columbo. Columbo is subject to the full might of the restore. Right. Columbo was hanging out on the space station still. I was just trying to figure out where everybody was. I left, yeah, I Columbo, the... Columbo is trying to get into the, the vomit dome with Elrond. And then they can't, the, they can't get in. All the cronies were on that deck because they were all play, placing bets. Yes. So uh, Basil Bub was able to take his select chosen few. Everybody else is hooped. That's good. Okay. And then Bridges leaves. And then that's the opportunity for the the briefcase to go tumbling through and for the scalp to land in Milo's face. And then as soon as the briefcase enters real space, the portal closes behind it and the briefcase opens and the save file, you know, once again comes up, projects up and starts spinning real fast. And I don't know, it activates. It just does its Thanos snap. Everything goes white and you just hear a ringing in your ears and that dark to credits. Oh, does it does it cut to, you know, when you try to shut down or restart your PC and it does, we're trying to shut down, but this app is preventing the shutdown? <laughs> it, it, uh, it's waiting for something to close. What would yeah, it be waiting have, for? Uh, maybe it could just be called like tuckerandtodd.exe or something like that. Tucktodd.exe. Yeah. The screen is black, but that's a little pop up on it. Waiting yeah. for tucktodd.exe to close. Dot, dot, and then. Dot. It, and then the little cursor comes out and clicks on the close it shut down anyway or whatever. Yeah, force force force, force shut restore. down. Yeah. Yeah, force restore and then somebody clicks on it and then it goes pew. Yeah. And then that's that's that. Like uh, like a television set from the 90s being turned off with that little the little yeah. blip on it. Bloop. And then that's the to- that's an opportunity for the credits to start to roll and then then we can do our post credit scene where the doppelgangers are just like, "Well, that happened. They're still on the outside." <laughs> The portal stopped. Uh, I'm going to assume that everybody ran out of bombs. All the Canadians, the Canadian Air Force is now trapped in the outside, so they're going to go live in Kansas for a while. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but the doppelgangers are there, and they're like, well, that happened. And then, wait, do you hear that? And then suddenly the boob spiders come out of nowhere. They're like, ah, ah, boob spiders. And now they've been bennied. Now they've been bennied. Then the lights go out for good. Yeah, they're... They have torches for some reason and they go out and then once again, black and then credits. Yeah, that's awesome. Tuck of war. Tuck of war. I'm surprised that that's the first time that we've come up with that. Yeah. A tuck of war. But it was good. It was good. That's the end of that episode. And that's the end of the season, everybody. Season four of Tucker and Todd in the bin. In the bin. The trash bin. Yeah. With the rest of it. Yeah. That's where we belong. <laughs> but I, that was fun. Yeah, that was great. How all those storylines came together. Yeah, we we hope you guys think that was great, too. All those. Yeah, we do. All those neat ends getting cut. Now to reorganize and fix and remaster and cut and paste and do it all over again. Yay. Uh, but for now, thank you for joining us for the fourth season of Tucker and Todd. Uh, thanks for joining us for the season finale of the fourth season of Tucker and Todd. Uh, we'll see you in season five. Actually, uh, just a little bit of, I guess this is housekeeping. Uh, tune in this week. Tune in at the end of this week for a very special episode celebrating our one year anniversary. 
One year. One year on Friday. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to discuss something special for it. Yeah, just a little a little dispatch just to commemorate it at least to have it yeah. in the list. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It'll be fun. Yeah. And and you're all welcome to come, even you, Craig. Everyone's invited to the teddy bear picnic, except for Stan. That's funny. If it's if our anniversary episodes are always the Tucker and Todd teddy bear picnic. Okay with that. <laughs> we go into the woods. Anyhow, thank you for recording. We're over time. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Join us again. Uh, you're all great, whoever you are. We I'm love Tucker. you. I'm not Tucker. I don't know how I did that. Now it's the tuck of war. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm Tucker. We uh, we do a body swap. Yeah. Uh, today I'm Tucker. Tomorrow I'm Todd. Have a good night, everybody. Good night.